From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is KZYX News for Tuesday, July 25th. I'm Michelle Blackwell. The News Center for Marine Science has seen it all. The destruction of the kelp forest off the Mendocino coast, the wasting disease that decimated the sea star population, followed by the purple urchin invasion that preceded a decline in the abalone population and the demise of the red urchin fishery. The executive director, Sheila Siemens, has been at the helm, sounding alarms, organizing, educating, and pursuing solutions to build resiliency into our local fisheries and the health of the native species that have suffered due to climate change. Under her guidance, the organization has expanded services and helped to push the blue economy, but not everything has worked out. Last August, the Noyo Center opened the Slack Tide Cafe in Noyo Harbor. They offer typical cafe fare, educational, and community events. The proceeds were supposed to help pay for Noyo Center programs. The slack tide is slated to close in late August. Sheila is here to talk about what happened and her plans for the space going forward. Can you talk about why the slack tide didn't pan out? Yeah, a slack tide was, was a really great idea. I think it was a dream of a few of our staff, including myself. But it just doesn't work out financially. The cafe is a tremendous success. The space is wonderful. Coffee is delicious. It's all been great, but financially, you know, coffee houses have to be a high-volume business in order to make money. And we've learned that there's a lot of logistical issues in the harbor, and with such a great space that everyone wants to sit back and watch the sea lions and harbor seals, it's it's hard to do high-volume here. So I think the financials don't pan out, but the, the cafe itself has opened so many doors for us over the last year that it, nobody regrets trying it out. Do you feel like you can recover the cost of opening the cafe? I do. I think that we have an incredible asset here and we just have to take a pause and figure out how we want to use it better. I think that we have potential, a lot of potential here for events, for community events, for maybe we bring the cafe back in a better as a better model with somebody else running it. Maybe we rent the commercial kitchen. I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of options that we can explore over the next 6 months. I think the original plan for the Slack Tide was that it would coexist with education programs. Was that possible? Yes, that was great. It's been a really exciting part of having this space. We've we've not only had we've had education programs for adults and kids. We've had a great after-school program with the Fort Bragg schools. We've had adults related to the Red Tide program where we pull plankton toes, we put out microscopes, and we have conversations about what we're finding in those samples. It's been a great space for that, as well as things like science socials and science talks. And um, it's just a really great kind of uh, facility for that sort of thing. And that's what we hope to continue as we go forward. The after-school program and some of those things will still continue even if the cafe is closed. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. In addition to the cost and logistics of running a cafe, Sheila also pointed out that the slack tide took up too much of the Noyo Center's limited staffing time. She said that our donors support retaining the facility, which was partially funded through restricted donations, and that the experience of running a cafe will inform decisions about the design and usage of the Ocean Science Center, which is currently in design. The Ocean Science Center is slated to be located on the Noyo Headlands. Sheila, many of the staff uh, were volunteers, but some were paid employees, and how many employees are impacted by the closure? Yeah, we're, we, that is the saddest part of all of this, for sure. We're, we're losing four of our employees, and and they have been wonderful and a large part of the success down here in creating this welcoming space and this place that feels like home. And there's just, there's no, there's no good way to report that. We're, we'll have to lose those jobs. Will you still be able to host community events like the music series, poetry readings, and so on after the cafe closes? Yeah, I think we're going to, you know, figure out what a good model is for using this space for 
uh, the community to have it as an event space and for us to have it as an event space. And, and, and those things will probably take a little bit different form, but I think we really enjoyed having all of that activity in the various different disciplines here. So yeah, we definitely want to figure out a way to keep those things going. You mentioned you're going to be launching a purple urchin, abalone, and seaweed aquaculture program. Where, in relation to Slacktide, is that going to be? Yeah, so Slacktide is the cafe. That's what we named the cafe, and it's it's just going to go in the closet for a little bit. But the building, which is what we, we named Carini's Landing, is going to be our research station. So the urchin aquaculture will be set in this yard next to the building in a 40-foot shipping container. We hope to bring that in in the fall or, or winter at the latest and get that set up. And then the seaweed will also be in the yard, and the abalone, which we have to treat a little bit more carefully, will be an aquaria in the interior space. The Purple Urchin Aquaculture Study Projects that will be set up in the yard next to where the slack tide now sits are expected to add to the science from a previous study that the Noyo Center participated in in Bodega Bay. The goal is to test various forms of food to determine what the most cost-effective method is to grow and bring purple urchin to market. Her hope is to to garner enough data to make it commercially viable, which will also help the local fisheries. The plan is multifaceted, and while the logistics and the food sources need to be determined, so does the market itself. Part of the work will be outreach to local restaurants to get their buy-in on placing purple urchin uni onto their menus. I asked Sheila how removing purple urchin and growing it into food will help remove the urchin barrens. Won't they just reproduce? She said yes, but the project will remove the larger urchins and combined with other conservation measures should reduce the pressure on the kelp forest. It will also supply employment to local fishermen. Previously, I interviewed Grant Downey, a local diver. He participated in the Bodega study and back then said they had trouble keeping the urchins alive during transport. A facility in Fort Bragg would presumably reduce mortality rates and therefore increase yield. If the Noyo Center is successful, the purple urchin could become an asset instead of the problem. I contacted Tristan McHugh, the kelp project director for the Nature Conservancy, to get another take on the urchin aquaculture project. She is supportive of any organization that's able and willing to take on that project, which could benefit the community economically. For KZYX News, I'm Michelle Blackwell. For all our news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.